Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Long Live Rock and Roll podcast. Um, as of right now, I'm on my own, and there is no Felipe in the vicinity, which is quite disconcerting. <laughs> Makes me a little bit uncomfortable with him being my co-host and everything. Um, but don't worry, it won't be that way for long. Uh, I'm simply addressing you this way to let you know that the episode you're about to hear is going to be the first part of a two-part discussion we had uh, with our guest uh, and good friend, uh, the Jack J. Hutchinson band roadie, Mr. Johnny Della, who joined us for this episode to discuss classic rock. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Long Live Rock and Roll podcast. To my left is Mr. Philippe Amorim. How you doing, man? Yeah, we're good, man. Good, good, good. And to our right, we have one of our first guests, Mr. Johnny Della, who happens to be the, what do we call him, the roadie of the, the Jack roadie. J. Hutchinson band. He did Yesterday, he didn't think he did enough to be a roadie, but he was like, hold on, Johnny, you realise you do more than all of the band combined. We never, we never, we never discussed the official uh, title for his role no. in the band, but he's a, he's a roadie. He, he drives the car, sells the merch. Uh, helps to set up the state. Oh, it's, it's a long list of tasks I wanna, for Mr. Johnny. I, I want to call it roadie slash merch man slash therapist slash the... <laughs> <he does> everything. <laughs> I'll take that. But anyway, welcome Johnny that. Della. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well, thank you. Tell us a bit about yourself. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm Johnny Della. Um, yeah, uh, the roadie for the band. Um, I, um, uh, I'm like, my day job is a service engineer. But um, my passion is just to be on the road with these guys. And I work with Planet Rock as well, doing all the merch for them. Um, I, my first gig that I went to was um, right back in 1976. That was the uh, the Who at the Valley. Um, wow. And actually, that is the moment really um, that changed my life in how I regarded music and it was a band called the Sensational Alex Harvey Band. Wow. Uh, they um, they came on. My, it was my big sister, my big sister Sally. She took me along with her boyfriend. They said, "Would Johnny want to come, uh, like, um, to see it?" So yeah, would I? <laughs> so it was, that was my first gig at the Valley. And then um, the Sensational Alex Harvey Band was playing. Now there was um, uh, there's supposed to be sixty thousand at that venue. But in those days, there wasn't much regulation on the tickets, and there was a lot of <laughs> health counterfeit. and safety wasn't a, f- no, a thing there, by then at all. Yeah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> and there was a lot of counterfeit tickets going around, and honestly, there, there must have been at least a hundred thousand people in. And it was in the wow. days when it was a proper football stadium with terracing, so we all sat on the terracing. I remember just sitting in the blazing sunshine uh, before the rain came and the who came on, and it absolutely bucketed down but I'd never seen a light show like it in my life but uh, the, the moment that actually changed my world with music was when Alex Harvey was on and he started singing their cover of My Delilah the Tom Jones song <laughs> yes honestly and when you see like a hundred thousand people just singing that back it's like Oh, this is, this is what I want to do all the time. Yeah. And um, like I've been a gig guy like forever since since those since days. The 70s. That's, when, that's when we met Johnny. Johnny was at one of our gigs. You're a fan of Jack's. And since then, it just kind of went off. And Johnny's just asked to help out. And then we need, we ended up needing Johnny more than, <laughs> than we thought we did. Well, yeah. I think I met Johnny at the um, Rumbling Man Festival. We were playing there. I was coming that's from right. a gig uh, somewhere... 
I don't remember where it was coming from, but I, basically we had a really early slot at midday, and uh, you helped us out and uh, whatever. But I remember talking to you after the set, and uh, I was completely smashed by them, so tired and was like, <laughs> it's likely drunk. Uh, yeah, was, that was. We swapped clothes. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, hats and yeah, uh, jackets and stuff. And, yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Uh, what well, did it fit? I don't actually. Oh, it no, did. It That's fit. the thing. Nothing fitted. That's what makes I don't even it so rem- good. I don't even remember. I just know because we took pictures. Yeah. Uh, but one uh-huh. one question for you, Johnny. So since when you actually got involved with, um, you know, the practical side of the rock and roll industry, not only going to gigs. What was the first? thing you did as a job for the rock and roll industry like was it planet rock well it was planet rock and i was so fortunate it was just pure luck i mean i've always listened to planet rock since they launched because i thought this is you know right up my street this is exactly the kind of music that i love to listen to and now i've got my own radio station that i can just tune into whenever i want to and as soon as i put it on there's always something on that i like so I thought, oh, this is great. And this is going back years and years. So right from um, when Nicky Horn was like the DJ on it, it's, uh, I was always like emailing and just being involved with the station. And then um, they asked for people to, um, to listeners to come in and help choose the, um, uh, the uh, records that they, that were on the list. Uh, what we thought was a good one that they should be playing. And there was two of us got invited in and um, it was John Norman emailed me and said, could you come in on a, uh, I think it was a Thursday uh, at lunchtime and we'd have the the, um, the meeting and there'd be like everybody, all the DJs, everyone around the table and we want you to chip in with what you think because we want to hear what the listeners think. Um, so I did that. It was so exciting. I got a little tour of the radio station and, um, uh, I'm, well, whatever I said or did, I must have made a good impression on them because they asked me to you always um, help out. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure what I said or did, but that same day, like John said, look, we're short of a man for the merch desk, uh, rock stock, our first rock stock that's coming up. Um, like would you consider like working with us and that was another moment of would i yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, i didn't even have to think about it and it was like and since then that that all went well the first one and as the years have gone by i've um just sort of i'm i always well i almost feel like i'm part of the furniture like when we do the festivals and that because everybody seems to know me <laughs> and i just uh as usual just do a little bit of everything leading up to when the event starts uh and then i'm on the merch desk but in between all that i i do all sorts of other things to help out uh as and when i can see we're meant to be the rock stars but when you're at a gig it's this guy that everyone knows (laughs) everyone knows knows johnny Johnny. (laughs) i'm just i'm the one holding the doors open for people which is fine i'm a bass player i'm no one one knows what the bass player is the whole band i'm the one who i don't expect anyone to know and i'm fine with that but everyone knows this guy so yeah we thought you know as a good friend of ours and as a guy who is in the industry and the circuit that we are currently operating on we thought it'd be great to get you on so welcome to the show johnny Uh, officially started we are do it okay here we go Fucking hell. <laughs> What's going on with this today? Okay. 
you need more practice of that. <laughs> I don't think he does, Johnny. It's too, it's too early. I don't in think the he does need more practice. Do you know, it's too early don't tell people it's ten thirty in the morning. Well, it is ten. No, I'm telling people that it's ten thirty in the morning, and I, I said to the guys. Beer. It's too early for, for <laughs> any rock and roll related stuff. <laughs> the only way to make this right is if at least one of us is drinking a beer. And yeah. I said, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and Johnny said, I'll have a coffee. But, well, you know I would join you in a beer, but someone's He's got to do the driveway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let's get, we, we, we've got the episode officially started. Um, the topic and sort of content of discussion for this episode is a, Content that has been quite hot in the last few months in the kind of British rock industry, if you like. And that is the discussion about the new wave of classic rock. Because uh, an album came out, it was a compilation album uh, released called The New Wave of Classic Rock Volume 1. And what this had was uh, 42 different bands on it who, uh, who, who these people... And when I say these people, this is a community, a group on Facebook who have come together. Uh, I mean, Johnny, would you like to explain it? Because I feel you know them a bit better. Well, How did the New Wave yeah. of Classic Rock community begin? Um, it was, as you say, it was just um, a group of people, fans, that, um, we, I mean, to a certain extent, I, I'm sort of in that group as well, that um, uh, I don't actively do that much for the movement, apart from I uh, just go to the gigs and buy the CDs. Yeah. And, but um, there's a number of people that decided to take it to a different level uh, it wasn't just a thing of going to the gigs and supporting the bands through that and through buying their merch uh, and obviously the CDs. They wanted to to take it onto a new level and promote it a little bit more because we we all realised there's some really good bands coming through, um, some strong bands like like yourselves, like you're part of that um, new genre of. Um, just new bands coming on, but flying the flag for traditional rock and roll. Mm. Yeah. And May I say something about that? That's an interesting thing about um, how important the fans are for the rock industry in the sense that obviously the fan is, is the is the customer or the consumer in the end. We need them to exist in order to, uh, uh, to make the industry uh, survive financially. But it's not only that. Uh, if you think about uh, pop music, sometimes you generate the content and you just push it to the people and then you get people to listen to it. Whilst with rock and roll, sometimes the media is not, uh, uh, um, you know, in favor of what rock and roll represents. And rock and roll uh, is never really like a fashion and it's not like that trendy. And it comes from the audience, you know, the need uh, for new bands and stuff. They're like, do you know what? We want more rock and roll. We want new bands. We want to promote them. So before anyone in the industry says, oh, you know, we need to do a gig, whatever, people will come and say, you know, we want more rock gigs. And if no one does that, we're going to organize ourselves, which is pretty much what those people do. They spread the word. They do the publicity, you know, for the bands. They put the gigs together sometimes and they put an album together yeah. That's insane. I mean, it's it's amazing how uh, um, that's what, what I think it's it's beautiful about the rock industry in comparison to any other uh, musical style. It's like because the the fans they like it so much they're willing to 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 go the extra mile to to help the bands to exist uh, and make the scene uh, survive, regardless of you know how trendy 
it is at the moment. It's really cool. Well, stuff. Yeah, we yeah. see it as a way of life. That it is. Um, we, we've all come to. I mean, we all consider um, when we're at gigs that we're with family, and some shows, uh, some shows more than others, that it will be a night in London, and literally everybody in in the venue will know each other. And it, it would just be... It, it's it a sense be of community. Like, it, it is it is definitely um, a sense of community. And it's and it, it's even more than that. I mean, um, it, it really feels like a family that you know that you're going to be there and you're going to be with people that are that love what what is going on. Mm. And it, it's just... It, it extends to the bands on stage as well because we all... That, that is what is so wonderful about this movement, that the bands are part of of the whole thing, that uh, everybody mixes, everybody, like, you, you're up on that stage, but as soon as that gig's ended, everybody's back talking, chatting, and we're all friends, and it is just, it is really the, um, it's something special that has happened. To, to the rock industry. Now, when I used to go back in the 70s and the 80s, and to a certain extent the 90s, the people on the stage were distant from you. There was... There was I the mean, divide. Yeah. There, what I did, I did like back in the 70s that there was this mystical... Like, I, I used to go and watch um, Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel all the time I still do they're oh. still touring and they're to me they're classic rock but they don't get on planet rock apart from Joe Elliott plays them and no one really talks about them and it's like well when I grew up because uh, he's a South London um, uh, Cockney Rebel Steve Harley Cockney Rebel he's from South London just down the road from me but when I grew up uh, it was always either Bowie or Bolan they mm. were the two um, but of course I went for like more the underdog and it was like yeah that's my band but when I used to go and see these bands there was it was like something like wow um, it was something mystical like that you just thought oh I could never meet these people mm. like there, there's cut. something different and yeah. we didn't have all the social media in those days I was just going to say that has to be a big, big factor yeah. you can just message any band member nowadays and, and the chances of them seeing it, it can be there and so Sorry, what I'm what I'm sort of trying to say is that that was great in those days because when I was growing up, I wanted my rock stars to be different. I mm. didn't want to see. I didn't want them just to be like me. Yeah. But now that uh, time has gone on and things have evolved, and it's like um, the music is still the same. That it's still really good music. That these new bands like yourselves you're creating music that would fit in those eras like you could you could have recorded some of your stuff like back in the 70s and it would fit yeah in there but now it just seems that where it was all distant before with the big bands now it has become a community and that and both eras for me are great and yeah, i'm think, loving this era i think it would be Nowadays, uh, with the whole technology and, and the access to communication and everything we have, it would be a bit fake to be distant, to to to, mm. to have that gap between an artist and the audience. I I think some of those guys uh, were um, 
they, they asked to. They was com- completely honest about it. It's like it, there was a real distance between the artists and the audience because the communication was different. There's no social media. Exactly. And I think no the artists needed yeah. that as well. The artists yeah. needed to create a persona, a yeah. character, and just not be a normal person, like Johnny said. Exactly. Um, now people expect, like, if you think about Dave Grohl, and is you know, it's it's so. Uh, um, so good of communication and he seems to, to be really friendly with everyone. I know people who got the chance to meet him. He was like really nice guy. You know, he would chat to everyone. It's like, not like, oh, I do something different. I'm a rock star. Most of those guys nowadays, they don't have that kind of attitude, which yeah. is good, which wouldn't, wouldn't belong to the world we have now, you know, as I said. So it makes sense. But uh, mm. also, uh, um, it, it changes the whole dynamics of the scene and, and it's fun that everything we've been saying about community, the sense of community, is what kept that uh, particular kind of music alive. People want more of it. And obviously, some of those bands that we consider classic, that's one point I need to, uh, I think we should talk about, is like, what is classic rock? Some of the bands we consider classic rock are still playing, right? Uh, still active because rock and roll is is a really you know fairly new music genre, isn't it? It started in the fifties. You think about it, you can't you you've compared to classical music, you compared to other you know music folk music, whatever. Rock and roll hasn't been around for that long, you know. Mm. Uh, some people who saw the, the rise of rock and roll still alive, still you know. Uh, uh, like my mum, she she could listen to the Beatles once she was around eight nine years old. She was listening to the Beatles when they first started. And uh, Paul McCartney is still gigging, you know. So it's not. It's very recent to think about it. So it's really hard for me to kind of draw the line. What is classic rock? Does it refer to a, a time back in the day and to some of those band, those bands who became iconic, or is a music genre in itself? What is classic rock? Because it 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 kind of blends into what we have nowadays. You start from you know the classic rock bands who are still performing. And you have, um, you know, modern bands, young boys and girls playing rock and roll. Uh, the sounds like the the seventies and the sixties or eighties, uh, but you know, is this the same style? Is this the same kind of music? Can we call a, a young band or young musician? Can we call them classic? Mm. It's interesting because classic it? means historical well, in the past, yeah. the mm. days gone by. Yeah. Which, but this is what I'm saying. This is the interesting thing about this new wave thing because, the, and so what we alluded to at the yeah. start of the episode was the fact that this community have started. Well, they become a community. These people started this community. That's now it's well in excess of about twenty thousand members, isn't it? I mm. think on their Facebook group, like and that. what they're saying is that the bands they're promoting and the bands they're putting on this album are encapsulating the feeling, the vibe, the energy, and the rock and rollness from those classic rock bands from days gone by. And I think that's what they're trying to label these new bands with. Because I agree with you. I don't think you can call something... You can't call something yeah. modern classic because that is like an oxymoron, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's weird. But, but it's, I think but it's interesting what you said about the bands and the different generations. Because, yeah. you you know, listeners at home, you've got to remember, Johnny, are we right to tell your age? Yeah. How old are you? Yeah. How, How old are you? I'm a week away from being 60. So Johnny is almost 60. <laughs> so, yeah. Felipe is 37. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm 26. So essentially you've got three different generations here. I mean, I suppose there's like a... 
48-year-old missing. We've got 26, 37, one yeah. missing, then um, Johnny's yeah. generation. But this is fantastic because we don't usually get this opportunity to, to discuss. What we, I'm going to do now is I just want to ask all of us what, who or what we consider a classic rock band. So no explanation. Johnny, just list off when you hear the term classic rock, what are the first five bands that come to your mind? Well, Not your favourites, but the no. first five when you hear the term classic rock. Classic rock, right. Well, it's got to be Finn Lizzy, uh, Iron Maiden, Pink Floyd, uh, Yes, Rush. Uh, actually, I think that's five. Um, that's, see, that's really interesting. Well, should, we dis- <laughs> should we discuss that and then we'll do ours? Because I'll take the... Cause I, I, okay, what I want to touch on about that is that, for me... Johnny has just said Pink Floyd, Yes and Rush. In my opinion, those are three progressive rock bands and I wouldn't put those three bands near classic rock the term. But Johnny, they're one of the first three bands when he hears it. Well, yeah, but then you think about it, um, uh, progressive rock for me is classic rock because that maybe it goes, for me, it goes back to the time those guys started. They were all, like, uh, kind of existing at the same time. Yeah. You had, yes, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, Black Sabbath, you know, or, and, and, and Deep Purple and Pink Floyd. For me, they're all classic rock bands because they were, you know, creating rock and, and pushing the boundaries of what rock and roll was about. In its heyday, uh, in, yes, in the mid-70s, exactly. yeah. And when rock and roll was big, you know that they would sell millions of albums yeah. and stuff like that. So those guys, um, you know, classic rock yeah. for me. But it's funny though because the first gig I ever been to was Deep Purple in nineteen ninety nine in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. So that is like, well, they were classic. But for me, that how funny is that? I, I had the Made in Japan CD. Right, it was the first rock CD I ever bought. And it was so iconic for me to see John Lord with his keyboard, things like, wow, it's rock and roll, that long hair <laughs> thing. And when I saw him on stage, I said, wow, you know, that CD, which was obviously a, a, an LP at the time, from the 70s, and now it's 1999, and I'm here, and that guy's in front of me. Yeah. So he still exists. Yeah. It's, it's this, I was I was really amazed by the fact that those guys were still around, still doing it. So, what is classic in that sense? It's like something that uh, is it a, a period in time, or mm. is it a style? Is it, is it, why why don't you consider Pink Floyd or any progressive rock band as a uh, um, classic rock? Classic band. rock. Well, for me, so I'll, I'll tell you what. In, in, to answer your question, I'll do my, my my classic rock band. So when I hear the term classic rock. There are a bunch of bands who I've written down who I think of straight away. Now, I think of ACDC, Whitesnake, Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard, Kiss, ZZ Top, Aerosmith. I kind of, my mind is kind of focused, when I hear classic rock, I think 80s glam rock. It's mainly weird. because you're mainly. younger than us because yeah. and again is that yeah is that is that the, is that the price <laughs> yeah. of my age that i have a different perception apart from guns and roses those are all 80s bands would, white snake def leopard kiss i would call all those guys hard mm. rock interesting because you have distorted guitars and you know aggressive vocals but it's not heavy metal so this it's is really like, interesting it's because in between you know yeah. well, johnny's uh, gone for classic as the era yeah, I've gone yeah. for the music. Yeah. I've gone for identifying musical styles mm. because I see I did it here as well. For me, classic rock, guitar riff based songs, 
Um, simple rhythm sections, because again, for me, this is where the lines between prog rock and classic rock blurs. If your rhythm section are playing incredibly complex stuff, you got yourself prog rock. If it's nice and simple, just dong, 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 backing yeah. the guitar, you got your classic rock. Um, male singers, I associate male singers with classic rock bands, guitar solos. So for me, that's what for me, <clears throat> excuse me, for me, that's what classic rock is. Riff based songs, simple rhythm section backing the band, male singing, um, what was the last thing? Guitar solos. So I've taken the very musical approach to saying, I think classic rock is this, whereas Johnny has gone for the time and the era. What are your classic rock? What's your classic, your first impressions when you hear the word classic rock? I might try to maybe name some bands. Um, yeah, yeah. Who comes to your mind when you hear that? That's funny because I, I would go for, from the same place John is coming from to, up to your Guns N' Roses on the list. So so basically for me is, if I, I probably can say for me, Pink Floyd is a class, this classic rock. Uh the Beatles are classic rock for me. Um, Queen, Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, uh, Yes. <laughs> I, couldn't I think all those, bold. yeah, and Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Well, because uh, for the new generation, Guns N' Roses are now old. Yeah. Know? Like, yeah. They, when they first started, I think they were quite important in the 90s because the 90s, a bit boring at the beginning and, and people were listening to what's the name of New Kids on the Block that kind of stuff they would be listening to boy bands and stuff like that yeah, well Britpop was taking off as well in the yeah. 90s so things were changing Britpop, a little bit for rock it was really good <clears throat> but not heavy enough and you had uh, uh, um, the attitude that Oasis was bringing into the scene but and you had, but then you had Nirvana and Guns N' Roses which are completely different styles yeah. of rock but they were not boring you know, they were like, we're noisy, you know, we're doing all this stuff that people expect from rock stars, you know, we're breaking the hotel rooms and, and, and using drugs and doing all this stuff. So those guys, they were the image of rock and roll at that time. But the 90s, that they feel, it just feels so far back in time now that it's classic in a way. What, I try yeah. to, what I'm trying Can to say, basically, yeah. You've said, <clears throat> excuse me, you've identified two bands that did the same job essentially in the 90s yeah yet you've said one of them a classic rock and one isn't so can you tell me why you would call guns and roses classic rock and not nirvana no i would call them oh, a classic rock okay. in that sense yeah because they had the same that they different in terms of music so can I, can I identify yeah. what's happened yeah i've based my this is what i'm thinking correct me if i'm right. wrong i've based my definition of classic rock on the music side of it the technicalities the structure the arrangements of the song johnny has based it on the time you've based it almost on the attitude <laughs> yeah so we've got three yeah. completely different opinions not opinions uh, we've got three different takes on what classic rock means to us. And the best thing is that none of us are wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? But, but I think it's that word rock. To me, the word rock is an attitude. Now, um, there's rock encompasses everything. Um, so we know there's prog rock, there's blues rock. Um, actually, there isn't a pop rock um, as such because... Um, it's like pop hasn't got that attitude 
that rockers maybe Britpop got close to that yeah but that to me that was just rock light mm-hmm. that's the way I mean I, I see those bands um, that that they they wanted that rock swagger yeah but it was they weren't delivering more, the goods no just it, it was more lightweight that, that's the way yeah. um, I, I see I think those it's fair. musically for sure yeah yeah but um, so it's like the Brit it is I consider that Brit pop, and I, I think that there is a, a difference between pop and rock. Now, in rock music, um, it, that word rock, it to me encompasses not just the music, but the people as well. So it's people with a rock attitude, that, um, and, and it can be from any walk of life. It could be like you look at someone, you think that guy rocks, and he might be the milkman. I mean, it could be the postman. <laughs> yeah. But you see him walk down the road. He he looks like a rock star. Then he's connecting to what I said. It's the attitude. But it's the attitude. Yeah. yeah. And it's so when I when I say about classic rock, and I listed uh, Pink Floyd in yes, but also I made them. Yeah. Within those bands. Uh, with, sorry, within the band's music, you look at Iron Maiden, a lot of their rock, their tunes, and even now with the new one that they've released, I look at that as a lot of it is prog rock. It's heavy, but it's it's heavy, progressive rock. I can get on board with that as and an Iron Maiden fan. Flipping that over to Yes, they'll put out a song like uh, Don't Kill the Whale. Uh, and that is just a full-on rock-out song. So... To me, I know that Yes are a prog rock band and Iron Maiden are uh, a heavy metal band. At their core. Yeah, they're allowed yeah, to yeah, go yeah. off but and do their stuff, yeah. Exactly. So it's like, it, it is hard to, to put into words, but within each band, the key word is rock. Yeah. Even though they do different styles for the majority of their stuff, but they are rock bands. Essentially, they're all rock bands. Yeah. And it, it might be blues rock, prog rock, even punk rock. I think I think there's a few bands that no one would kind of argue that they're classic rock bands like Black Sabbath. You know. It, it, but there's some bands... Okay, here's my point. Try to take the word classic out of rock and just put it into something else. Classic movies. Can you name a classic movie? Casablanca. Citizen yeah. Kane. Name a classic movie. Ah, uh, you put me on the spot. See, Edith, now right? I would say Where Eagles Dare. And that that's... Right. That To me, that, well, I suppose because I'm older than you guys, mm. I still look at that and just... I don't think... I mean, to me, it's a classic war film. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, some you... people would more go for the black and white. Yeah. Which is classic. Yeah, exactly. I, I, when, when, as soon as you said classic, I thought black well, and white famous. But, but, I, I but would The Godfather you, I would say classic. that that's my choice. The Godfather could be a classic if, movie. If, yeah. if someone says to me, classic movies, the first thing that comes to my mind is The Godfather. Yeah. It's either the logo or, or you know. So maybe it's about reputation as well. It is. Mm. I think it's, maybe, about, it's yeah. about your reputation, the reputation of that specific uh, uh, piece of art. Uh, the, not the reputation itself, but the fact that the reputation is going to last 
for longer than the average. Let's put it like that. Yeah. For instance, you've got some really great movies. I'm 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 going to stick to the movies for 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 a second because I think it it makes us think outside the 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 box of what rock and roll and music is all about. Yeah. So thinking about movies, well, um, when was the Godfather the first one? When was it made? Like seventy two. Seventy two. So I wasn't around, and I'm a big fan of the movie. And I believe 30 years from now, people are going to still be talking about it. So that you can't argue against the fact that this is a classic. Classic mm. would transcend the, 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 the barriers of time, you know. So uh, The Who, they still around, they still exist, yeah. But people listen to the albums they've done 30, 40 years ago, so that's classic. You know, what, yeah. for me, maybe their new, their most recent album, although they're a classic band, maybe, I wouldn't say that, uh, I'm just using this as an example, maybe the, the latest album is not going to survive the test of time. So that, is, that won't be a classic album from them. Just saying that, you know. Um, so I believe classic is anything that, that can survive for, for, you know, for decades yeah. and still, uh, and it's still relevant after. Still it's not something, yeah, it's, it's not something you just look back. Oh, yeah. So think about movie posters. You, you can think about The Godfather, you can think about uh, uh, um, whatever. But think about the Dark Side of the Moon album cover. It's a mm. classic. That image in itself, you always going to remember the Black Sabbath, uh, Black Sabbath first album, that, that album cover is iconic. Okay, another word for classic is iconic. Mm. Anything that becomes iconic can be you know, called classic, in my opinion. But, okay, I remember, I think it was uh, Dave Grohl did uh, an article for Classic Rock magazine about, about what is class, classic rock, whatever. So the Foo Fighters, they are they too recent to be classic? Well, they might be, but their music has been around for 20 years. Is that so? Where do you draw the line? How, how for how long do you have to exist and be relevant to be considered classic? That's one thing, you know. Mm. I think with your example with Foo Fighters, that's really interesting because having now heard your your argument and your definition of classic, I would, if someone said put Foo Fighters into a genre, I'd say classic rock. There you go. I, and I'd and I emphasise the classic because, as we mentioned, my musical distinction, guitar solos, riff-based songs, simple rhythm sections, male singer. Foo Fighters to me are a classic rock band because of the music they produce. Yes, they have been around 20 years, but can the music that they're producing now be considered classic rock, or does that have to stand the test of time? Do we time? still need to wait another 20 years <laughs> exactly. to call their latest yeah. album a classic? Yeah. You know, people might listen to the album, oh, that's really good. Well, is it good now? Is it good for the moment we're living in now? Is it relevant for the society now? Because rock and roll relates to a lot of social and political stuff as well. So is this, is this relevant only for this moment in time? Or yeah. is it going to be relevant in 20 years or can I just call it a classic because I still listen to it after five years you know uh, in the end of the day I think uh, as human beings we're obsessed with um, putting labels into things which is fine it's yeah. what it's, it's what you know science does if you find a new species of of, of, of a plant or animals or whatever you're like oh I need to name that thing if you find you know the, the, uh, yeah. a, a new dinosaur like oh we, we didn't know about this one you know the bone structure looks a bit different. What's that? Oh, we need to name it, you know. That's going to be the Lazarus or whatever. So you found it, you need to name it. That's what we do. We can't just accept the existence of things without naming them. 
That's mm. what we do as human beings. And I don't think uh, uh, it's it's uh, um, important to clash over what is classic rock, what yeah. is this, what is that. Uh, because it, it, we, maybe we're all right about it. Maybe I'm talking about the time, but I was talking about the attitude. You were talking about the, the, the musical side of it. Johnny, the time. Johnny was talking about the, yeah. the era. Yeah, so. But this is a nice way to get back to... The, the main, essentially the main crux of the show, because what has happened in recent times in our, all of our um, area of the industry is that this new wave of classic rock community has come up and it's grown and it's got bigger. And this album, this volume one was put out and a lot of people had issues with it. There was a gentleman who I know he's a radio host on Planet Rock who came out and said, you just can't call this a genre. You can't call this the new wave of classic rock for the reasons you said. Yeah. Because classic means it has to stand the test of time. Other people don't like that these classic rock bands, I mean, I know we've just, we've said a bunch of bands that on a, on a musical spectrum starts here and ends here. You know, you've gone from Pink Floyd to ACDC. I think they're two very different bands. But there's people who weren't happy, who weren't happy labelling and saying these 42 new bands are now the next generation of classic rock. Well, do you know, I, th- I think that comes comes down to the music they play. And then if you mm-hmm. want to call a fairly new band classic, I don't have a problem with that. So that classic is like, it, okay, you need a certain reputation and you need to survive the test of time to be classic. Well, yes, for one definition... But if I listen to some something like that reminds me of, uh, let's put it, Deep Purple, right? Yeah. Uh, and and someone says, oh, so what's that band like? Oh, classic rock. Because yeah. then it's so much easier to explain. So, oh, that's, you know, distorted guitars and, and the lead singer's got long hair and, you know, shouts on a microphone like that, high-pitched voice, whatever. So if I try to describe every single detail about the music, and I just say, do you know what? It sounds like classic rock. Well, yeah. I like is it thing. classic? Maybe not by definition, but it sounds yeah. like classic rock. So I want to label it like that. What was the problem? You know? Yeah, because I, I like to think that they're not the new wave of classic rock movement are not labeling them as these are classic bands. It's to me, I take it as they play in the style of classic rock bands. Yes, that's how I see that, it. That's yeah. the way I see it. So it's not a genre. It of itself, it's just a little box to put these bands in that you know what you're getting. It's like you know, like what it does on the tin. Yeah, what the label well, I think, says, well, that's what the you thing get. is. Is that I agree with what Felipe was saying about in this day and age, everything needs to be categorized and shoehorned, everything needs to be put in its place in the world. But there's a, I agree with what you're saying, but I don't think it's necessarily a negative thing because. We were earlier discussing the term rock. What a broad term. I mean, let's let's just let's quickly take one minute and think about who can be rock. Pink can be rock. Justin Bieber with the right production and with the right people could be, could rock. be rock. Yeah, if you change um, the if you, you can yeah. get any pop song and play it with heavier a he- yeah. with a guitar and that's well, that's rock. Coldplay like, call themselves rock. Yeah, Coldplay call themselves rock. Do you know they they make fun of the fact that people call them soft rock? Yeah, <laughs> isn't it? Well, you can again. Where do you draw the line? Coldplay can either be considered um, slightly heavy for a pop band or too light soft for a rock too band. Soft for yeah. a rock band. It's like Nickelback as well. But my point is, is that <laughs> yeah. you've got a spectrum. Let's say the spectrum we spoke about is this big. 
the word rock on the spectrum becomes this big. Because oh, yeah. like we said, you've got Coldplay. Pink, I mean, she's rock and roll as they yeah. get for a yeah. pop artist. So I'm in agreement with Johnny. The categorising of these particular 42 bands, I mean, I know the community have said there'll be another album, so there's more than 42, but this is, for me, the community who are the consumers, who are the ones buying the products, going to the gigs. This is the community saying, like Johnny said, this is how we are going to identify these kinds of bands. These bands here, that to us, they are the new wave of classic rock. Because Earache, a record label did a show about a year ago that we were also on called The New Wave of Rock and Roll. Well, uh, And that had a different set of bands, didn't it? Yeah, The New Wave of Rock and Roll, because they uh, it has to be another name because it's another project and something yeah. else. Can I just but say then, something really yeah. quickly? I went to a metal gig of my friends, and on that poster, The New Wave of British Death Metal. <laughs> so there's new waves yeah. of everything happening new, yeah. at the moment, which is fine. The only issue that's part of this discussion is, can you call classic rock a genre? So thank you very much for joining us, guys, for the uh, first part of this discussion. Um, the second part, obviously, will follow, but um, we will keep you up to date on our social media about as and when that episode will be released. Um, on our social media, you can follow us. Uh, we are at LongLiveRNRPod on Instagram and Twitter, and you can search Long Live Rock and Roll Podcast on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, to follow all of our channels and social pages so once again thank you very much we hope you hope you've enjoyed it um i'll do felipe's part and say keep on rocking everyone and as always guys long live rock and roll